Welcome back to the Mail Right Show, ladies and gentlemen. It is the day before Halloween, my personal favorite time of the year. We are sitting with Isabel Afinito and, uh, of course, my amazing host. He always calls me his co-host, so I'm just going to say host, uh, Jonathan Didwin. Uh, Isabel, if you wouldn't mind, uh, we're going to start with you this morning. If you would mind sure. introducing yourself uh, real quickly, 10-second, 15-second introduction, that would be great. Sure, absolutely. My name is Isabel Tinker-Affinito. I live in Austin, Texas, and I am a realtor with J.B. Goodwin Realtors in Austin, and J.B. Goodwin has been in Austin for a long time. They're a very old staple uh, in town. I'm not from Austin originally. I was born in Oklahoma, and my husband and I met in the Northeast when we went to Villanova, and uh, here I am selling real estate in Austin. Excellent. And John, who are you? <clears throat> Hi there, folks. I'm the founder of Mail Riot. We're a... Um, online um, service that gets you more leads um, utilizing the power of Facebook. Excellent. And uh, I am uh, a blogger. I blog about real estate marketing and I also am a founder of a couple different online marketing companies that relate to real estate marketing. So uh, that's the trio, the roundup. Uh, today we're going to talk to Isabel about some of the marketing strategies that she's tried over her career. She's been, uh, we got referred to her by Chris Stafford and she's already been on some real estate rock star kind of thing. She's had uh, plenty of press and so uh, we are very impressed with her and real excited to have her on the show today. So Isabel, uh, the format that I have suggested and I would love to hear about is I'd like to hear about some of your biggest successes and failures specifically as they relate to really like marketing yourself for real estate. Like sure. what have you tried that worked and what have you tried that didn't work? And I may ask you a couple of detailed questions. You can feel free to take pass. But I really like to, to get into the numbers for our audience. Like uh, if you try something, I might ask, how much did that cost you? you know, mm -hmm. or, and, it, and like it didn't work. Or it did work. Like what was the ROI? You know, that kind of thing. Sure. So, all right. So over to you, Isabel. Okay, great. What? Should we start with what didn't work or what did sure, work? Sure, sure. Why, why not? Why, however you want to do it. Let's start work? with what didn't work. Okay. Um, so it's interesting being being a real estate agent if you're not on like a big team. So I'm not, you know, I've always been independent, um, which means that I sort of had to figure everything out for myself. Um, you don't have a whole lot of guidance and you sort of have to figure out marketing for yourself, um, which is all, which also means that you're not selling homes, right? So some of the hard lessons that I learned <laughs> that I learned in marketing were like, you know, having a website makes very little difference. So I sort of assumed at the beginning, like, oh, I'm going to have this website designed and I'm going to spend a good amount of money doing it. And then people are going to be so wowed by my website that they're just going to reach out to me and want to do business with me. Well, it turns out that my website got like absolutely no traffic at all. I don't know if I got any return from that. Um, or I would have people go to it. They would go and visit it, but then they would never contact me. So that was, that was one big thing that I, that I learned early was that just having a website was not enough. Enough, right. Okay. Um, the other thing that I learned is that um, if you're going to blog, you have to do it for years. Like you really, I mean, tell me if you disagree being, you know, in the industry, but what I found is that just blogging a few times, um, first of all, nobody's going to read it. And second of all, you won't get any traffic really. Um, and so I've, the biggest thing that I've learned about marketing, the more I've experimented and the more that I've wasted money on things. Well, I don't want to say wasted because <laughs> I learned from it, right? Right. But the more money I've spent on things and tried things and they didn't work, the more I've learned that you 
the, the best strategy, at least for a real estate agent, I would say, is to make sure you're coming at it from a bunch of different angles. So at this point, my ideal is like, instead of focusing on marketing to everyone in Austin, mm-hmm. I think to myself, how does this marketing strategy fit into continuing to contact people I already know? So my ideal is I want somebody to be on my newsletter, um, be uh, on Facebook with me, be on Instagram with me, ideally be also a friend so that I'll run into them at like, uh, you know, parties and things like that. Um, And I need to have their phone number and their email to stay in touch with them, like sometimes for years before they end up transacting real estate with me. Um, So I guess my biggest takeaway, just to kind of sum it up, would be um, there's no, in my opinion, there's no one single marketing strategy that's going to take people to the closing table. You have to make sure you have multiple touch points with any one person. Okay. So here's, here's a couple of questions that I have. So, so before we get it, so our, our audience has heard John and I's opinion about websites and everything else, like so much to the point that I, I swear to God, I think we're going to get hate, hate mail if we cover it again. So, so I'm not, I'm not going to cover that quite yet. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll share my thoughts with you personally so that you okay. can get my take on it because that's directly my area of expertise. Okay, but I'm going to say this. Um, I'm curious to know. So you mentioned you, you spent a lot of money or you spent time and energy at least and maybe some money. So, so if you don't mind me asking, when you say that, what kind of website did you build and how much did you spend on it and how long did it take you to build it? It was a, I built multiple websites over the last, uh, so what have I had my license for like six years? I've been selling residential real estate. Um, I've had a bunch of different websites. And um, when I was first selling real estate in New Jersey, I went to a web developer um, who lived down the street from us. And he um, did a website for me for, it was like a thousand or $1,500 on WordPress was the, was the platform that he used. And I thought that he did a good job. um, And that's probably not that much in the grand scheme of websites, but when I was 22 and making all my own commissions, that was a lot of money for me to spend at that point. Sure, um, sure. And had I known how little it would return for me, I wouldn't have done that. Um, I learned a lot from it. I mean, one thing that I did was there were, I had these visions of what I wanted the website to look like. And okay. so I spent a lot of time saying like, well, but can't we do it this way? I really want the button to work this way instead of that way. Or I want it to be, you know, off to this side. And then on this day, like all these customizations that I could tell really annoyed him because he, right. he was like, that's going to take me a lot of work to do. And like, it's not going to make that much of a difference. So right. looking back, I wish I had just said like, okay, you do what you do. Like, it doesn't need to be fancy. I just need a place for people to land, to see that I'm a legitimate business. And don't let me spend more than like, like, let's sit down, do an hour consultation, then you do everything. Like, if I could go back and do it that way, that's how I would do it. Instead, I spent like hours tweaking it. And then nobody ever went to it. So like, why did I care about what shape the button was or whatever I was upset about? Okay. All right. Thank you. That that was brilliant. And, that, and- Those buttons are important, aren't they? <laughs> Stop it, John. Stop it. You're, you're, you're literally like, if you could say, oh, this is on the other side of the equation, being a provider of those services, if you could say, this is a major pain point, you just hit it. It's like like somebody who, who sends me a color wheel and says, no, you got the shade of red wrong. And you're like, you're sitting here looking through gradients of reds and uh-huh. you're like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, uh-huh. there we go. Yeah. that the shade of red will make a difference 
on the so website. So let's, which- let's just disclose to your audience that you paid me to come on here and make your job easier. Right. Those, right. Those, uh, who's the car company right now who's doing those not, real people, not actors commercials? Where they're like, right. wow, I had no idea that this car would be so wonderful. Like, nobody ever does that in real life. So, let's, let's, get, back, <laughs> let's get back on track. So, after the initial website and um, the learning lessons that you learned from that, mm-hmm. I think um, on the positive side, I think what um, you're talking about is, um, what's the term I used? I forgot my in, in, to be present everywhere in front of your target audience. Um, you know, you said, you know, you, you needed to make sure you're in front of that target audience. I just want to ask another quick question. Do you, do you target this yourself? This question has not been quick. No, that's true. Uh, um, <laughs> but his accent is so delightful, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. that's true. I can get away with it. Uh, um, <laughs> have you, have you niched? Um, who your target audience is. Uh, is, is, it, is there a particular person that you think you're best suited in your market? I'm glad that you asked this because maybe you guys can help me. This has been something that I have wanted to nail down for years and have been unable to. Um, so I don't, I don't like being in a position where it's like, well, I help anyone who wants to buy or sell real estate in Austin, Texas, because that feels too broad to me. Um, but I, as I look at the clients that I have worked with and the clients that I've had the most fun working with, there's no, um, demographic or income bracket or age bracket or anything that I can point to, um, or even area of town necessarily. So I've had, you know, clients who were, um, single and 72 and, and female, uh, that I loved working with. I've had clients who were, you know, 23 and couples and I mean, just everything in between and um, every sexual orientation. And I mean, there's just nothing that I can point to and say like, these are my, these are my people. Um, what I really enjoy about working with my clients is I like helping people make uh, really successful real estate decisions. I have sort of a tendency to be a teacher. Um, so it's important to me to help my clients understand what's going on and to stay in touch with them after the transaction and help them build like a real estate portfolio. So when my clients call me after the transaction with questions about interest rates or whatever, I love that. I know there's some agents who are like, if you're not buying or selling right now, then don't bother me. But that's not me. I love for people to stay in contact with me in between. So I'll, I'll wrap this up and just say, you know, the short answer is no, I don't have, um, I don't have like my niche figured out. And it's something that I would love to figure out. I just have tried for years and I haven't been able to. I can only answer this question from an SEO perspective. Like I can't, I can't really say you, you seem, you seem like a, a, a very bright and energetic personality and you most likely just love people. I do love people. It's true. That, that honestly, in terms of trying to figure out a personality type you want to do business with, I, I don't see that being successful. I can see like in terms of what works inside of real estate marketing, what works is to create for yourself a sense of expertise online. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we want to go by community or subdivisions. I've done a lot of work in Texas and I love Austin. And the beautiful part about Texas is much of it is filled with new development, Um, Mm -hmm. which means that subdivision strategies work really well. And what do, what works about subdivision strategies? What works about about like so 
It also works in terms of website strategies where you build a website that silos down. And what I mean by that is let's just pretend for a second that you do Austin real estate, right? But you can't do all of Austin. So right. then you, you would have a website that says Austin and then you pick out a subterritory of Austin and you click a button and now you have like a list of communities within that subterritory. And then you click that button and that, that drills you down into the <clears throat> into the into the actual subdivision because one of the ways that people fail epically at real estate websites these days is they have to have everything be clickable with one thumb. So these search bars and these general sites that are very pretty, they have a search bar, they all fail right now. They're not successful. I don't care who's peddling them. They're not gonna be they're not gonna be good for you. So what do you want? You want to decide in advance what subdivisions and specific markets that you want to target. Now, uh-huh. that isn't a personality specialty. It's an area niche. Sure. Um, no, I, like, I like that approach. Go go ahead, Jonathan. I don't want to interrupt you. No, that, it's, uh, I'm just going to say, you know, um, you could go exactly what Robert has said. I call it um, geo-nichifying. <laughs> you know, you, you find um, actual um, areas that you want to become the actual geo areas in in your Austin that you want to be known as the expert if if you're going to buy a property in that particular zip code mm-hmm. you're you're the person that they should approach and and that's how you position yourself in the market the other thing is um choose a um choose a niche and then um, that you think that the qualities that you initially outlined, which were quite obvious to me as you were speaking, mm. I, you like people. You, you give the, you give an air of enthusiasm. You give an air of efficiency. So they're two very large strengths: enthusiasm with efficiency. Okay. That that's your persona. That's that's the buzz that I get from you. So um, basically, um, you know, maybe um, you you're the person to go to if you're uh, a young tech in the Austin tech um, um, tribe. Basically, mm-hmm. you're you know you you can literally look at the different kind of social groups in Austin and then choose where to stick your flag. Um, hey, John. Yeah. Uh, let take us to break, but I'm going to capital. I'm going to tag on to what you just said because I can with what she's already said. It's going to uh, we can tie into both one our topic matter for today. I can ask her a couple questions about our Instagram strategies, and two, if she if she doesn't have uh, a super strong focus, then I can throw some information on you, Isabel, and maybe maybe help you out. So we'll 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 see if we can learn from each other in some way or another. But take us to break, John. Yeah, it's great, Robert. So we're going for our break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments and we'll be back with the journey Isabel has made for Rear Tate domination in Austin. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back, folks. We've been discussing this week in Cats. 
but we're going to go back to our main subject, domination of the real estate industry in Austin by Isabel. So, um, Robert, you had a question for Isabel. Actually, so Isabel said, so Isabel, to go back to the original thread of the conversation, which what's worked, what hasn't, you mm-hmm. said that these days you send a newsletter, you are on Instagram, and mm-hmm. you said one other thing. What was the other thing? Facebook. Facebook. So you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram. So my first question for you is, Have you? do you have an ROI off any of these strategies? In other words, have you made money, gotten a new customer off any of these, these social platforms? Mm-hmm. Good question. So I have spent a lot of a good amount of money on Facebook and I've gotten enormous numbers of leads, but none of them have converted to a closing. Okay. Only a few of them have even converted to a meeting. So that's been one challenge for me with paying for Facebook. I do know it's harder to quantify this, but I know that posting organically on Facebook on my personal page in particular keeps me in contact with past clients and repeat clients. And I have had, at least one closing in the last couple months that I can remember come through Facebook because it came through Facebook Messenger, right? It was somebody who had never liked or commented on any of my stuff on Facebook, but she goes to the gym with me. And then one day she sends me a message on Facebook Messenger and says, hey, I have a question for you about real estate. And like a week later, we're under contract. So um, I can only imagine that that was because she saw my stuff on Facebook. Okay. But it's har- it's harder to quantify that, right? So let's let's circle back around and talk about these these Facebook leads. So you said enormous number of leads. You, could you even place a guess for me? Between, uh, let me think about this. I've probably over the last year and a half gotten between five hundred and a thousand Facebook leads. That is a lot. That that is a lot. The average closing percentage off a Facebook lead is fifty to one. Okay, for, for real estate. So, so I'm doing that. You've like gotten that. 500, <laughs> you're below average. However, here's the next question, and I'm going to guess you're going to say that you don't have a tool in place. Okay. The only way to leverage Facebook these days is to have a really sophisticated lead funnel process in place. Some, some tools that you could use that would actually fit the bill, because here's, here's in theory what you need, Isabel. You need a tool that's not only going to email your clients, you need an email, text message, perhaps bomb bomb them. So you okay. need usually four or five different methods of touching base with this one lead, usually with one tool providing all of those touches in uh-huh. a pipeline process. So my question for you is this, do you have that in place? Yes. You do. But that doesn't do mean that I was using it efficiently. Um, LionDesk is the CRM that I have used. It's designed for real estate. Um, and I had it set up to when a Facebook lead came in, it would populate tasks for me to call them. And then it would also put them on an email drip and also on a text message drip. Okay. And the, these drips that you had them on, was it generating any inbound communication to you? Some, not a lot. Okay. okay. All right. The texts more so, but the texts tended to be like uh, angry texts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, There's too much to get into. There's too much to get into because you know what? If marketing was easy, guys like me wouldn't have a job. Well, Isabel, Isabel will have to come back if she wants to. And then we have another, in a, another session. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I'll do this as many times as you guys want if I get free marketing advice. 
Um, so, so, and it's certainly possible for us to do it, but here's what, here's what I was going to say. So, so there's a lot of secrets when it comes to getting results off Facebook, like the kind of landing page that you're using and the message that you're delivering. Uh Are you using a content magnet? Are you not? So, so all that would, would come into play in terms of then what is your follow-up like? It sounds like you mm-hmm. had a good setup with LionDesk. I use LionDesk for some of my Facebook marketing campaigns, but the uh-huh. numbers I gave you are still accurate. It's 50 to 1. So if right. you're getting the 50 to 1, then there's something inside your process that was broken or perhaps the very start of the process was broken. Or when I say broken, I just mean it's not going to get your result that yields an ROI. Sure. To me, any, any kind of marketing that doesn't yield a profit mm-hmm. is broken. Yes. It, also, um, it, yes. it also depends. You said you've done a lot of Facebook advertising. Um, can you give us a quick outline of what that, some of the, your most recent campaigns that you've run? Sure. So most recently I was working with a Facebook marketing person um, who I, I liked a lot um, personally. And he also, I felt like it's hard to find marketing people who set proper expectations and then deliver on them. And I felt like he did that. So he told me what to expect from how much leads would cost. And he was also willing to be um, creative with me in like, okay, something's not working on the conversion. Let's tweak the emails or let's whatever. So all of that was good. My, my issue was, so we were running, um, there's something called the direct buyer program that I have, which the point of the direct buyer program is to give buyers access to properties that aren't necessarily on MLS and to make sure that they're hearing about properties as early as possible. From an agent standpoint, what this really is, is this is packaging buyer's agency. So from the public standpoint, it's a program, but from an agent standpoint, it's really just a way to explain to the public what buyer's agency really is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the direct buyer program was one good one. Um, the others were listing focused, like here's a listing, get more information. My problem with those was can, that I, I, can I just interrupt? they seem to be aimed at really, buyers. Uh, yes, which was one thing that I didn't love. Um, but what we talked about was that targeting sellers was more difficult and more expensive. True. Towards the end of us working together, I was asking, like, how can we get creative about targeting sellers? Because I don't really want more buyers right now. I would I like to. Right. I want to be more listing focused. Um, and so let's try to figure out how to target sellers. Um, but we, we ended uh, our working together on it, not on a bad note. It was just like, look, I've spent $10,000 and I have zero. Close so, um, so it's like, I can't keep doing this. I'm, I'm going to make a statement now, Isabel, and see if Robert thinks I'm waffling or I've lost the plot here. But I, I, uh, um, okay. which he often thinks so. He thinks I'm grouchy. He thought I was grouchy today. I don't know. I think I'm very friendly. I said, I, I, uh, said, um, I said dour. Dour. All right, go ahead. Dour, Isabel. We call you dour. <laughs> uh, um, but um, I think on a kind of global view is, I, I think I sense what the problem is. Um, the problem is, is linked to the niche question, really. Um, when you find find a niche you'll be able to target to your audience, market to your audience a lot more effectively. At the present moment, it's a bit of a kind of shatter gun effect. You're kind of, um, and so the chords, because you you haven't niched, and and then through that niche, you know 
you find out a lot about your target audience and their needs and wants. And mm. by knowing that a lot, um, going for a, a geo um, niche solution is is hard work. But initially, it's the most easiest because you're just choosing an area that you really like. Sure. And, and, and then you can focus your adverts, your Facebook adverts, to that specific area to sellers. So that becomes a lot easier. But you can choose another niche, one of those I suggested to you. But by doing that, you'll find that the Facebook marketing and all your online marketing becomes a lot more easier. Is that making sense? Yes. Yes. And I like the idea of going the geo route because I can think right off, off the bat of two or three zip codes that I like. I spend time in going to restaurants and bars. A lot of my friends live there. It's close to my house, which means that I don't have to drive 45 minutes to go to a listing appointment or a buyer's appointment. Um, I can be more efficient in my business. And those are the places that I hang out anyway. And I enjoy selling property there. And people have questions for me about you know, I know the gossip about the neighborhood. And so I, it would be easy for me to do that. I'm not sure what has stopped me from just committing to 78704. And well, it's, it's, a, it's a little excluding people. I call it nicheifying. I'm not sure there's actually a word nicheify, but it's a little bit frightening, you know, because fundamentally, you, you know, in the end, you, you're also restricting the amount of people that you might appeal. So it's, uh-huh. It's counterintuitive in some ways, but mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that I've got another business. And when I, uh, about two years ago, I decided to only appeal to a certain subset of, of my other business market, did my business really take off? Uh, and I became the kind of success level that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'm only telling you what worked for me. Uh, um, so um, I think it's something that you should strongly consider. And yeah. also it has the benefit of if you choose, a, you know, to niche through a geo-marketing specific zip codes, um, the, the general material that you talk about, videos about the, that area, um, your Instagram post, your Facebook posts, it, it becomes, the subject matter becomes self-identifying. It should mm-hmm. be about those zip areas. Mm-hmm. So it, becomes, it all kind of integrates and becomes a lot more easier because you have focused. Sure, sure. What do you, what do you reckon, Robert? Am I waffling? Waffling? No, no. I, I, would, I would say that I agree with about 80% of what you said. Niches are, are, are always good, but Facebook marketing and niches is different than, than websites and niches and SEO and niches. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that, uh, that targeting zip codes is going to be a great way for you to go. If you're doing, um, there's two different types of campaigns that you can run with Facebook. So, Isabel, we can direct somebody to a landing page that has a very fast content magnet. And honestly, your expertise for a particular niche is not going to matter that much in terms of getting a better result from that content magnet or getting a better result. Where where a niche would would play is you're going to target your landing page to everybody inside a zip code. And once you get on the phone with them, you're going to be an area expert. The only time that being in a niche is going to impact your actual Facebook marketing campaign that is not inbound or informational based is going to end up being uh, if um, you're doing video 
on your landing page, which I, I would strongly, strongly, strongly suggest. John and I have both laughed about this in the past. You know, some people have uh, a face that's made for radio. You do not. You have a face that's made for video. You need to use it if you can. Um, so, so, and that's, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a brass knuckles kind of marketer. I really am. I, I, I call it as I see it. Some people that's not going to be successful with you. It probably would be as long as your message is good. Mm-hmm. As long as you I, have, have, as you, I have done a lot of videos, um, on Facebook, uh, okay. Facebook live, but also I have done, um, a lot of one minute long videos on a topic, like a client will run into a problem or somebody will have a question or something and I'll record a one minute video explaining interest rates or explaining exactly what you want to do. We're going to have to end our podcast part of the show, but hopefully Isabel's going to stay on and we have another additional 10 minutes to wrap up our discussion with Isabel and give, and then hopefully she will decide to come back at a later stage. Uh, um, Isabel, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to in Austin? Sure. The best places to find me are on Facebook. At my personal Facebook page is probably the best one. Honestly, Isabel Tinker Athenito. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Funky Homes of Austin. And I have a website, IsabelAthenito.com. Uh, I love the name, Funky Homes. Uh, um, uh, Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? As usual, everybody can come and find me at um, inboundrem dot com and I have I have more content on my website than almost any human being can possibly absorb at this point. So whatever you want to know about real estate marketing, you can find there. And if you want to contact me, the dour host of the show. Uh, the dour English <laughs> host, like a great guy. The dour. Uh, um, you can go to the Mel Wright website where you used to be able to watch the bonus content, the additional element of our conversation with Isabel or you can go to the Mel Wright YouTube channel or you can go at 9am Pacific Standard Time every Tuesday and watch our interview live with our guests or our internal discussions where we try and give you more information and more knowledge from our guests about how to make you a more successful real estate agent and provide success for yourself and for your family. We'll be back next week and I wish you happy hunting for your leads. See you later, folks. Bye.